Hey, what's up everyone? Excited for today's episode with April from HackerOne. We talk about working with product and what can go wrong. That is an important one for all of us. An excellent working relationship is foundational to your success as a PMM. So is building and maintaining differentiated messaging. You know, manually analyzing key trends and turning them into insights, updating battle cards and dashboards and more. That's why PMMs love our sponsor, Crayon. Crayon dynamically updates all those assets and turns trends into insights for you. Check them out at crayon.co. As always, there are lots of hot product marketing jobs up on sharebird.com right now, including the head of product marketing for member experiences at Nextdoor. That's in San Francisco. A bunch of friends of the podcaster at Nextdoor, Dan and Brianne, and they're good folks. So check that one out. And um, you can find many more at sharebird.com slash job dash portal. All right, let's go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Product Marketing Experts brought to you by Sharebird. I'm your host, Marcus Andrews, and today we are going to dive deep into working with product, specifically some of the challenges you might face and how you can overcome them. We've covered this one before, but it's just too important not to bring on more experts to get their take and experiences. It's the product marketing team's job to really pull together the product and go-to-market teams, marketing, sales, service, and this is not an easy task. As you grow, these teams often drift apart and pulling them back together can feel impossible. The better route is to prevent this separation in the first place. That's an uphill battle though, because I'll be honest with you here, and don't be shocked, product teams don't always care about storytelling and positioning. And I have even heard of cases where sales teams sell whatever the customer wants to hear and not the product. I know, I know, uh, I can't believe it either. To get out in front of this, you need a plan, a path forward, a philosophy, if you will, around how product and marketing should work together and what PMMs can do to really solve for this. You can either work in product marketing for 10 years and develop this from scratch, or you can tap into people who've already done it. Today, our product marketing expert is April Rasa. April is the head of product marketing at HackerOne, the world's most trusted hacker-powered security platform. April is great because she has developed this really great experience working with product team. And she's taken four different startups from $0 in revenue up to hundreds of millions of dollars and through acquisitions. So super excited to have her here to help us break this one down. April, how are you doing? Hi, Marcus. Great to be here. Thanks for the intro. Awesome. So we had April Dunford on the show uh, a couple of weeks ago. What is it about being named April that makes you uh, an excellent product marketer? <laughs> you know, it, it just happened, I think. Um, I'm a huge fan of April Dunford. So I uh, love that podcast. Uh, it, was a, it was a great, uh, great conversation for sure. You've, you've done product marketing at, at, at different startups and now HackerOne. Like, how did you get into product marketing in the first place? What was your career path into product marketing? Yeah, well, not shockingly, it was through happenstance, actually. I started my career in the services world. So I was uh, in advertising, um, doing account management for some of the leading brands, and then switched over to public relations, where I was doing communications and um, storytelling and sort of communication strategies for a lot of global organizations. And then one of my customers, actually, a security company, hired me in-house to run marketing. And I took the chance because I wanted to expand my horizons and my skill sets. And so went in and worked at a startup called Fine Ground Networks. It was in the application networking space and slowly but surely kind of grew through the ranks of running all of the 
core marketing functions from corporate marketing to partner marketing to, you know, communications and, you know, product marketing and started to kind of do that. And then uh, our company got acquired after four years through Cisco. And so through that time, I'd really learned about all the intricacies around what it takes to take a product and launching it into the marketplace, how to work with different teams within the organization. And I didn't know that was product marketing at the time, but really that that was what, what kind of grew me into the person that I became and started to really specialize in that as I started to look at other organizations as, and went into you know working at different... Yeah, that's a great background for product marketing though, right? You've got that PR, storytelling, communications ability, and then also that experience that gives you that generalist skill set. So maybe it was happenstance, but I mean, that's, that's a pretty great background to be a, a great product marketer, so... So with the topic of today's product, like just at the highest level, like why is it so important for product marketers to be really tightly integrated and on the same page with the product team in your mind? You know, product managers, if you think about it, are, are responsible for the creation of a product. Um, and product marketing managers are responsible for leading the go-to-market for that product. So I see both of those roles as connectors, right? Both internally and externally. So both leaders you know, have to interview customers, they have to relay the feedback to internal teams. The key differentiators, however, are the areas of focus for each of those groups, right? At the end of the day, a product marketer's goal is to bring a product to market that really, really generates new or recurring revenue for the business. How do I move the needle for the business? The product manager ensures that the product is going to market, gets built on schedule, responds to the market demand, and also, is responsible for making sure that that product is generating revenue. So that's kind of how I see it is they're connectors, but there's sort of different, um, different goals, you know, in terms of, of, of the end, end result. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. I think thinking of them as two sides of the same coin is smart. And like, you know, having that, it also I think just aligns you on a shared goal, right? Like you, you both kind of have this, this partnership and this similar mission to advance the product you know, you're, you're both working for the product really. So I love that. Okay. So usually product managers outnumber PMMs, right? Like usually the product org is bigger at most companies and could be, could be one to three, could be one to five. It's a little bit harder for the product marketing team to build a great relationship with the product team too, because I think some of the onus falls, falls to us, but it's obviously very important. How can PMMs think about going about building a strong relationship and mutually beneficial relationship with their product management counterparts? Yeah, I think there's some tangible ways to kind of think about it. Um, You know, the first is the center of the universe of both of these groups is the customer, right? So working together to understand customer insights, understand the market dynamics, the competitive pressures, you know, feedback that that you're getting from customers through sales around where might be some of the gaps, right, in terms of closing a deal and really informing the product team. So if you come to the product team with data, with customer insights, you start to build credibility and you start to build an opportunity to have those kinds of conversations so that, you know, you can reunite these two functions ultimately through those those two key areas, data and customer insights. And I think that's how you can really build a a mutually beneficial relationship. And it's not just with product, right? You're gonna have to build relationships across the organization, but it's so critical because you're working so closely with the product team, but you're also working really closely with the sales team, right? So you're gonna have to 
make sure that you are that connector again and you're building those um, those relationships that you bring trust and credibility each time that you interact with these functions. Yeah, I love that. I, I think that alignment and that center of gravity you're talking about being the customer really keeps you grounded and is something that the product team is going to care immensely about. Something that everybody, I think, at, at you know most companies is really going to care about. So mm-hmm. being an expert there through your lens of the product and the market, I've seen it work. So I think that's great advice. What is the biggest thing that you really had to learn the hard way when it comes mm-hmm. to working with product over the course of your career? Like that took time, maybe that you made some mistakes. Any good examples there? Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd love to see if uh, your listeners um, can relate to this or, or not, but early in my career, didn't really have a, a good sense of sort of the, the relationship breakdown between the roles on PMM and, and PM. I always thought that uh, it was natural that we would be the the executors, right? Product would develop and then they flip it over the fence and then product mm-hmm. marketing would go into execution mode and quickly like generate all these tactical pieces to get things to market. And I learned the hard way where um, we introduced uh, a product into the marketplace, but I didn't really have a good sense of the why, right? Why are we doing this? What's the, what's the need from a customer perspective? I was listening in on a call and, and the salesperson was pitching it and the customer just wasn't getting it. It was like, why? I don't think I need this. Like, why do you mm-hmm. think I would need this, right? And it dawned on me that that was really sort of the, the moment where the light bulb went off. And it's like, you know, I don't, I don't think the way we're doing this is, is really accurate. We need to be ahead of the sort of the development process and be a part of that journey. So you start to understand what is it that we're trying to do? What are the pain points and what's the problem we're really trying to solve, right? So that you create something that is really going to resonate with the end user. And when the salesperson is pitching it, um, they feel that and they can really understand why it's going to fit the customer's needs. So that was a really painful way of understanding it, but it's also, it taught me a lot in terms of how to take a product to market, how to build teams to understand the why and how to work with product ultimately to, to make that happen. Yeah, I think maybe maybe it's that, you know, sometimes from the outside in, it can, it can seem that product development is more of a science and, it, you know, it's, there's certainly parts of it that are science, but, you know, the process is often kind of messy. I think when a new product is nascent and just emerging, like there could be, mul- there could be a lot of different use cases of it. Like there, like yeah. there could be multiple personas. Like there can be like just lots of different ways to position things and to think about the technology. It's not always, you know, it doesn't come out this like very clean, straightforward product. I think that that's hard for some other teams at companies to grasp too, right? Where it's like, okay, products developing this thing, right? They'll have a tight timeline. They'll have a clear use case. You know, that's usually never the case. So, right. Um, yeah. So how do you go about doing that? I think what you're saying is, you know, it's like these aren't, these products aren't going to just come over the fence. Perfect. You need to figure out the why. There's a lot to understand. When do you think is the right time for product marketing to get involved into the product development process? At HackerOne, we have, uh, we've started to implement uh, a way where product marketing gets involved very early, actually, in the process of, of product development. Um, we have sort of these design review meetings where at the very onset of like defining what the problem is, the product marketing lead is listening in and understanding sort of the problem we're looking to solve. And then there's a series of next steps that come out of that meeting, right? What are the things we need to do to kind of 
understand the hypothesis we're making, you know, talk to customers, look at the market, look at our competitors, right? There's certain sort of swim lanes then at that point that separates out responsibilities for product marketing and then product. And then how do we coalesce the two teams together to kind of describe those findings and to come up with sort of the next step of the of that journey. Um, so it's been uh, it's been a work in progress, but I think it's been great because uh, at the very early onset, you, the product marketing person um, and the product uh, manager team up together to really kind of dig in and understand, is this an existing problem for the customer? Is this something that will help us increase revenue and it, will it help us expand into other markets? Are there market adjacencies that we want to maybe disrupt? So there's all these questions and like to your point around, is it a net new persona? Is it the same you know, persona? Is it a different economic buyer? So, so kind of mapping out all the questions that we want to answer and then sort of dividing and conquering between the two teams has really helped sort of codify the way we work together. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds ideal. I mean, getting into, the, getting into those problems together and figuring them out as a unit, like you're saying, it really does helps the sales team on the other end when these things come out and they're actually being pitched or, you know, it helps the, the web team when they're developing content for the website. You know, I think all of that becomes much easier when you have that alignment. Is it challenging? Is there instances where it's frustrating working with the products because it's unclear who should do what? Or do you ever deal with, you know, product managers who want to do product marketing? Or like, how do you, how do you balance that with the teams working so Great closely question. together? Yeah, that's a great question. I think, uh, you know, we're still working it out, but we have such a unique culture that it's we're super transparent and super open. And so we feel really good in terms of like bubbling up maybe areas that aren't really working effectively and how do we kind of dig into that. But yeah, I mean, there's instances where there's not a whole lot of insight as far as what exactly product marketing should do within the organization or maybe within the specific project. And so a lot of times it's, you know, I encourage my team to be definitive, right? Take the lead and, and, and really position sort of where you feel like you can add value, right? And start yeah. to kind of educate, right? The stakeholders from product design to product to, to dev to, you know, engineers so that they understand sort of where are the swim lanes that you play in and how you can contribute to the team. And a lot of it is just purely educating and, and kind of figuring out how do we work. But yeah, I mean, there's, there's situations where product sometimes is like, oh, we'll do the interviews with the customer and then, you know, we can come back and, and we can kind of circle, circle back. And a lot of times it's like, well, these are the questions that from a product marketing standpoint, we're looking to get answered. It'd be great if we can partner together to do these interviews or if it's too much on the customer, at least have a voice as, as far as the kinds of questions that you want to ask. So, you know, if one person wants to make the call, great, but make sure you answer, ask these questions as well. That's one example. Yeah, that's just, I mean, that's super interesting. And like, it usually there, you know, I think the things that product marketing wants to figure out are stuff that product is, is like, it's valuable to product, right? It's not like something that's totally um, yeah. off the wall, but that's really good advice. Your point around PMMs needing to have a strong voice, I think is really true too. I think that, you know, I think the best PMMs I know are all opinionated and can stand up for the things that they believe in when they need to make a point. I think that's pretty important when you're a cross-functional lead and, you know, bringing teams together, you certainly have to know how to work with other people, um, but you also have to, to know how to get people um, aligned and excited. I agree. I think, I think one advice that I would give our product marketing folks is, and I would echo just what you said is 
take sort of that leadership position if there is a void on that or really just have a point of view that you can back up, right? Again, go back to the data, go back to the customer insights and always bring that to the fold because that just gives you a lot of cred and also helps you substantiate the points that you're trying to make in, in, a, in a broader team that maybe isn't really familiar with sort of your role. Yes. Yes. Whenever I make a good, whenever I make a good point, people are like, oh, okay, Marcus. But whenever I make that point with some uh, customer examples to back it up, everyone's like, oh, all right. Okay. Yeah. Now I'm listening. <laughs> um, it works. And okay. So I think what, you know, what I'm hearing is that sometimes issues between product and marketing can arise because product marketing isn't in the process early enough. You know, sometimes challenges can come up because of swim lanes and working together and who does what. Are there any other big challenges, you know, just through your experience that you've seen that that can make it hard for product marketing folks to build a good relationship with their product teams? Yeah, I mean, I think the other is uh, we touched on it a little bit, but just unclarity or, or no clarity around sort of the, the role of, of product marketing. What is it exactly that that don't you guys just do marketing? Can't you just like, you know, do the do the collateral and be the collateral junkies that, you know, kind of create this and and uh, and make it pretty and, and go do the website and oh and by the way I guess we need to do a webinar and, and all that so you know where does product marketing fit within the broader marketing organization and how do you how do you educate right the broader team so that they understand these are the things that we do so we touched on a little bit but I would encourage you know to, to build that tighter alignment with product is is really to be clear as far as sort of you know what are your what are your key areas and KPIs that you're working towards how do you actually work with the product um, with them with the marketing team and then the second piece I would say is really clarity around what a launch means there's so many I mean I think from an engineering perspective from a product perspective, once the code is done does not mean that you're ready for launch. And so understanding and being able to educate um, folks around the definition of a launch and having a process where you define what a launch means. There's uh, a major launch, right? It could be a major product launch that I have. And these are all the, these are the processes that we have to go through to make sure. And there's a lead time that's involved around that versus, you know, a small feature launch, right? There's, it's not that all, not all launches are, are created equal. So how do you think about those? How do you educate the core teams to get alignment on that? All those are, are processes that PMM working with products should lead and make sure that definitionally everyone's aligned on. And what does it mean when you say you're going to launch? Yeah. Yeah. That's something that's really helped us. We, you know, having different tiers of launch and an idea of what that means and sharing that with your mark, you know, with your marketing partners and your sales partners and your product partners, because yeah, having that in place and making sure that people know about it and just doing that internal marketing around yourself, I think will save you a lot of trouble because, you know, certainly there's, there's times when um, a product team will, will have like a, a, a feature that's maybe not that marketable or doesn't have that much upside and they'll be pushing for something big or at the same time, you know, there'll be something that comes through that is really marketable and really valuable and really interesting and, and marketing will, you know, will, is trying to prioritize their work. So like you need that, you need that system, you need that scale of what's a big launch, what's not, and then why, 
Like what, right. what is it going to do? Is it, you know, is it revenue? Is it adoption? Like what, how, what's the impact is this going to have? Awesome. All right. So what I love, I love those, you know, those reasons I think and kind of how you can tackle them. What if you've got a product team that's just bad with scoping features and sharing timelines and all those other aspects that's going to impact the go-to-market of it? How do you think about addressing that or trying to fix that? Yeah, I mean, I think it comes down to some of the the processes and systematic ways that we just talked about in terms of identifying those. But the other is, you know, get the voice of the market, get the voice of the customer in in here. So as you've got like maybe a beta program that you're looking to launch, right, taking those features and getting validation and understanding, work with your internal teams, your, your CS team is gold. They have so many insights as far as their front and center talking to customers left and right. And so when you start to talk about features and then they start to probe around, well, what about this? Is this included in the feature? And you're like, well, no. Um, so starting to understand like where the gaps are and being able to to articulate those back to product. And then I think in terms of the shared timelines, right? You know, we, we talked about it in terms of like, okay, if you are looking to launch a, a major, you know, a feature versus a smaller feature, these are all the activities. These are the things that need to happen um, in order to make it a successful launch. So getting alignment early on when you're uh, working with product is, is super critical in terms of your go-to-market because the impacts could be detrimental. You've got things that are half-baked that are the sales team needs to, to sell, but they, the, 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 time, the timelines aren't really mapping to, together. So you need to make sure you have a cohesive project plan that you can then start to socialize with both the product team and also with the internal stakeholders on the marketing side. Because once you make one slip, you know, marketing is driven on sort of timelines and project plans and they need to get certain things out there. So you, you got to make sure that the product team understands the implications of those. And if you make start to make changes to a plan, it's going to have ripple effects across, you know, the organization and the teams that are responsible for, for the launch. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a great point how you can educate products on that because they need those product launches to hit their goals. And certainly it's helpful for product teams to sort of, you know, work in a way that's best solves for the customer and not just have arbitrary deadlines, but uh, 100%, like marketing needs deadlines and you need time to build things in that structure. So I love your point there. Along those lines of educating products, one thing I've heard from a lot of PMMs work in more technical companies and you might have some experience here is how do you get, how do you get the product team engineering leaders on board with storytelling and positioning and some of the, some of the, maybe that maybe this feels more like marketing, you know, than, than product to some people, but how do you get people on, on board and bought into investing time and effort into storytelling in a more technical company? Yeah. I have a couple of examples maybe that I can share. I think the first thing is marketing is such an easy target across the organization because <laughs> it's uh Everyone thinks they can do marketing, right? Yes, you, yes. <laughs> you, you, show, you show a website, you show a design, and it's like, oh, I can do a lot better. Like, have you thought about this and this? Everyone can look at the content. Everything is external, right? It's not like you're looking at code and, and determining, okay, did you think about this? And people aren't doing that because there's specific skill sets. But from a marketing perspective, everyone has, has viewpoints. So I think you know, use that to your advantage. I do a lot of sort of lunch and learns or we have uh, 
AMAs, you know, every Thursday where we can start to educate um, our teams on, on certain things that we're doing. Show and tell, right? What are some companies in your, you know, market that are doing just phenomenal work around storytelling? Start to showcase some of those. Look at, look at how they're kind of communicating this particular thing um, and start to get people to understand that mindset of it's, it's the story and the story moves and the story is emotional and it's driving an impact or it's making an impact in certain areas, I think has, um, has a lot. The, the other piece I would say is um, use your exec team. Um, is your CEO wedded to um, you know, storytelling or do they understand that? Um, hopefully yes, because the C our CEO is deeply rooted in storytelling and really believes the power of storytelling. So I think use that to your advantage. Um, if it's not the CEO, if there's other exec team, exec members on, on the team um, that really truly believe that in the way they deliver, right, their speeches or their presentations, um, it all comes down to, to a lot of that. And the third point I would say is even when you're making presentations internally, start, start with that, start with the storytelling element, right? Start to, um, you know, show what you're saying, right? I, I'm a big, big uh, firm believer on showing versus just telling. Um, and the more you can show people how it's done and, and, and the why behind it, they'll start to understand the value that, that it brings to the table. Yeah, absolutely. It's it, having, having your CEO invested in storytelling and believing in it is huge, but I think your other tips there are like are, are tremendous too. I think those examples and just showing how other people do it and then making storytelling more part of the culture and the team and how things get presented is, is huge. So um, this was a question from your Sharebird AMA, which I really liked. It's probably something that I wouldn't think to ask myself, but I, whoever submitted it, thank you. Um, what, is the, what role should a customer advisory board or maybe the voice of the customer play in influencing the product roadmap and why? How do you think about something like a customer advisory board and, and how they play into that? Yeah, I love that question. Um, I, I know I, I'm a huge believer of our cab. I think our customer a customer advisory board can, you know, provide insights into how customers are actually using your products. What aspects of those products are most important or beneficial to them? What are you know, other functionality or tools that they believe could maybe complement your offering? Use that. It's such a captive audience. I think for us. The way we um, we think about our customer advisory boards is there's a, a lot of different objectives that kind of come into mind around like, hey, they can help create champions for our brand. We've got a pretty disparate set of um, customers within our cab that we can tap into. Some small to medium-sized companies, some larger companies, right? Can they validate some hypotheses or product ideas that we have and, and help guide our product, product roadmap, right? Um, how can they maybe help shape or validate some of the marketing messaging that we're, we're testing. Um, they can be a great sort of pulse on that. Um, and you can use them really to, to gather more intelligence in terms of their specific markets. If you've got a vertical focus maybe on healthcare or the healthcare you know, cap companies that you can go to to, to understand. Um, and we use them from a beta perspective too, right? As we're starting to look to before kind of launching things out into the wild, kind of getting feedback um, from them on, on those, um, uh, you know, key features or key products that we've got. Um, so they help in, in those respects. And I think the last piece is kind of helping identify maybe new markets. Is there, 
you know, is there a new market that you're looking to, 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 to enter into and you have maybe one representative or a couple representatives in the cab, um, or maybe they, you don't have a representative, but they're selling into that market. Can you tap into that sort of knowledge? Um, those are some ideas as far as how we've used our, our cab. I, I'm a huge advocate of it for sure. Yeah. That, I mean, that's, that's, a, there's a lot of value that you, uh, explained pretty quickly there. I think there, I think it's, it's a smart investment and it's just so nice to have, to know it's there and that you can get different, you can bounce different pieces of feedback off of those folks. We have a couple different uh, groups like that at HubSpot where we're able to tap, that we're able to tap into. Um, it just makes, it just really simplifies the process of like getting feedback and trying to get people into the beta and collecting customer stories and that sort of thing. So um, that is awesome to hear. And I really agree with you there. What is your outlook on the career of product marketing? Do you think it's a good place for people to be right now? I do. I do. I think it's a great place. I've, I've really enjoyed um, my career in, in product marketing. And I'm not just saying that. I think it's, um, it truly is sort of the, you're the hub, right? You're the hub of, you know, the, the go to market, you have such a pulse on, you work with pretty much every person across the organization. Uh, what a unique place to be in, right? Yeah. The fact that you are responsible for, you know, understanding the, the customer needs from a sales perspective and how they pitch things, like what a great uh, unifier to kind of be involved in that. The, the ability to work with product to, to help uh, influence the product roadmap, the ability to work with finance to understand what is, you know, moving the needle from a pricing perspective? What are the packaging implications that, that, that you need to be thinking about? CS, where they're kind of, you know, in the trenches working with customers. How do you think about features and the products, the, the usage there and, and uh, working with the account management team in terms of upsell opportunities? I mean, such a, I mean, the list goes on, right? It's just such an expansive role that you can really take it and, define how do I get the right product to the right person at the right moment? It's a huge opportunity, I think, for anyone in that position. It could be daunting, but it's a, it's an, it's a huge opportunity. Yeah, it can be a roller coaster with launches and there's a lot to take on. It's a big scope, but it's to you're totally right. Like it's always, the role is always interesting too, because you are working with all these different groups of people and uh, you're working across new products. I, I am with you. I think like just in terms of how many people you work with and how much exposure you get and the, the challenges you get to face and the things you get to take on. It's always interesting. So April, I will let you know next time we get another April on the show so that you guys can all start a Slack group or something like that. So you can all uh, just <laughs> come together. But um, that's all I had for today. I really, really appreciate your time and coming on the show. So thank you. Thank you, Marcus. Thanks for having me. Alright